Party time, mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. We're here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22, Puppet Master Mark Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. That's right, the Ethiopian is back. She has demasked herself. Looks so charming. You know what I've noticed, Candace, is when I'm out in public, the waiters, waitresses, and stuff like that, they're starting to get more and more rude because you can't see their face. Oh, yes. It leaves a lot to the imagination, not in like the best way either, because you can't tell anyone's facial expressions. You can't. But they're starting their their little their little smart ass mouth is starting to come out, too. They've learned to smile with their eyes and cuss you with their mouth. Well, it's happening. And <laughs> it, it like the last two restaurants I've been in this week, I was like, dang, what I do to this person? And are they hot or not? Yeah. Like, OK, so we spent the entire time at that comedy club looking at a dude's eyes the manager there i had no idea he had a beard until the final <laughs> night there. Beard. I'm like, i had oh. no idea he had a freaking beard <laughs> and he didn't have a face that you would think would have a beard on it right okay so, anyway i mean this whole thing's freaking me it out is. Dude. the whole thing's freaking me out and you go to the airport everybody's wearing a mask you go to a restaurant everybody's wearing a mask you go wherever everybody yeah you go in the hotel lobby everybody's wearing a mask and i'm like come on people come on is this life now is this what we're doing from now on i'm gonna give this thing till 21 and then i'm gonna raise some damn hell i really am i i'm like "Mm -mm." i'm being gracious now right and i'm not one of those anti-mask people if you want to wear a mask i've said it over and over again you go well what do you think about your non-mask i don't care if you wear a mask and you know what? It ain't the gate agent's fault or the ticket person's fault at the airport if I choose to not wear the mask. I just put the mask on rather than chew them out, right? Because mm-hmm. it ain't their problem. I got in trouble on the airplane for not having my you mask did. on twice. By one of our fans, too. Yeah, by, our, <laughs> by like, a fan. And then she, then she, she was like, uh. <laughs> and then she looked over at me and she said, would you come up here and take a picture with us in the galley? And I said, sure. Shameless. And I got up there and she goes, you don't have to wear that mask. <laughs> Steve does. Swear to God, Steve true does. story. True Just story. the hippie. Just the Oh, yeah. Hey, hippie. listen, guys. If you, uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not, and I'm talking to you guys, so just pay attention. Uh, maybe your hair isn't looking as full as it used to. That's right. Losing your hair sucks, folks. It's no fun. So let's talk about some options. You ready? Here we go. You can go to your doctor for hair loss treatment. You can get a prescription, then you can go to the pharmacy and try to not go broke just to avoid going bald. Or or you can try Keeps from Keeps.com, and you can do Keeps.com from the comfort of your own home. You'll get the same doctor-recommended, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions, that's right, for about half the cost. So... One of the things you're going to love about Keeps, it's all online. Answer a few questions, snap some pictures of your head, send those things in, and a licensed doctor is going to review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped directly to your door. So why make unnecessary trips to the doctor and the drugstore when you can do it all from home? So let me get you started. Special deal. Go to Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. Keeps dot com slash loss. You're going to get 50% off your first order of Keeps hair loss treatments. That's Keeps dot com slash loss. I want you to go there today. Be right back. I 
have a surprise for everybody. My good friend Catalina Loff is in town. Of course, the last time you saw Catalina on this show, she was running for Congress out of Illinois, but she's a loser! Loser! <laughs> Just kidding. Not in our book, you're not. Leave her alone. You had a hell of a run. Thank you. You had a hell of a run. All the great Thank ones you. lose at first, then they come back and they nail it. Well, she's not done. No. She's not done. She shouldn't be. Y'all don't believe it. You trust me. Watch how bad I lose for governor. <laughs> That's my campaign slogan. Watch you win. It could happen. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump got elected president. That's true. It's a strange thing. But he had name recognition. Yeah. Tell me something. Tell me something. First of all, how are you? And when are you moving to Texas? I'm great, and I don't know. You can't even talk uh, about stuff later, like that. I put you I right can't. on the spot. I know. I hope soon, because... Come to Texas. I should. I, we were talking off air, and I was twisting her arm a little bit. Texas is the center of the universe, so you should come on down. <laughs> it's great down here. The weather's great. No snow, right? None. Um, Illinois is my home, though. Yeah. I don't know. I we'll see. Yeah. I know how that goes. Like, whenever I travel around the country, I get to certain places, and it's like, I just don't think I could live in it, just because it doesn't feel like home. Yeah. You know? So sometimes there's that element. But, of course, you feel at home at Texas. I do. Everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's just so much nicer around here. Yeah. Now, Midwest people are great, too, but... There's a certain charm, southern charm down here that I like. Yeah. Well, we, we don't mean it, but we are hospitable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, ish. Uh, people are still hung up on the fact that I said there's no snow. <laughs> we get a little bit, but nothing like <laughs> you get in Illinois. So, you know, we've talked about this thing. Running for office, how does that change your life? Just the pace of it, the invasiveness of it. How, how was your experience overall? life-changing um you know it's it's an experience of a lifetime i mean i think that a lot of people go into it not really knowing what to expect at all a lot of people don't do it because they do believe that it's too invasive and that you have to become a certain character and a certain person in order to appease everybody but i think the, the easiest part about the whole experience for me was that we do live in this era now that people are so craving authenticity yeah. and it was easy for me to differentiate myself with my primary opponents because you know we had a lot of establishment career politicians and you know I was just myself all the time right. and I think you know being able to be out there with the people and really showing that you want to be a public servant and that you want to be boots on the ground and that you're here to make change and not just to to be a political hack um, is really kind of where the era is going. So for me, it was it was a great change in terms of you know the experience and all that. But yeah, of course, people are in your life all the time, and yeah. they um, examine every word that you say, and they try to twist things and change it. It's been the hallmark of politics for decades. Uh, but it, it is an, an amazing experience. I think I grew so much, not only um, from an emotional standpoint, but mentally. And it was really challenging, but also really rewarding. Yeah. So it's great. I, you're exactly right about how people twist things and all of a sudden they become a reality. It's an interesting phenomenon to watch, right? Mm -hmm. So a few weeks ago, I put a video out about, you always have to watch Steve and Natalie over here because they just, <laughs> they like kids that can't stop with each other. Well, no, she was showing me her gray hair. Her gray hairs, I know. Thursday is changing. Oh, now. no. So, I mean, they're over there having a full-blown <laughs> gray hair conversation. Yeah. So... 
<laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I did a video, I think it was on a Sunday night, a live video on Facebook where I started talking about I'm anti-mandatory vaccines of mm-hmm. any form. Yeah. Uh, and I was very adamant. I've always been very adamant about that. As far as mandatory, mandatory doesn't, doesn't go over well in my vocabulary, of right? It just doesn't fit my life very well. It, it's kind of hard to say the word mandatory and American altogether. What, Steve? Well, I was going to say mandatory and extreme. Those two words I stay away from, except when it comes to deodorant. It should be mandatory <laughs> yeah. and it should be extreme. Exactly. Which if Matthew McConaughey runs for governor, he'll mandate no deodorant on anyone. He doesn't believe in, in yeah, deodorant. So he's, really? And he is running. He'll probably make it He is running. According Sorry. to okay. a headline I read yesterday, could be fake news, but again, according to a headline, did not read the article, didn't even see where the article was from, but Long my inbox was inundated. So I made the comment, I said, but if you don't get a vaccination, there are certain things that the schools, the public schools, can make demands and requirements on your life. Well, people immediately jumped on that and said that I was uh, for mandatory vaccines, right? (laughs) Unbelievable. To this, to today, even today, I got a message from somebody who said, well, I saw in a video where you said you were mandatory vaccines. And I was like, well, then you didn't see the video. Mm-hmm. You didn't watch it. But mm-hmm. it, it, you read a comment somebody made mm-hmm. because that thing blew up. Even Sarah Gonzalez with The Blaze, she came to my defense on the thing. She's like, you people aren't paying any attention. So it's interesting how that... Yeah. Did you have any of that kind of thing happen? I did. You know, I, there were a few debates that we did with all the candidates and somebody took something I said way out of context. It was yeah. about the ERA or something. It's like, first of all, I wasn't even around. This thing has been... <laughs> This right. thing has been a lot since 1920. Like, that's the problem right there is the fact that I, you know, maybe wasn't well versed in it because it's an archaic um, piece of legislation, right? Yeah. But the problem is, and I think, you know, what the Democrats do so much better than I think Republicans do in terms of a messaging standpoint is that we're constantly on defense. Yeah. You know, we're constantly defending our words all the time. And that's the biggest issue is that instead of owning up to, and you know, you're you're obviously that type of person, but what people just hate about Republican politicians is that we cave all, not we, but no, they right. cave so much and they play into the, the bullying and, and they allow themselves to be put in these corners. Yeah. And instead of staying firm and not having to defend everything that you say and, you know, be straightforward, I think is just what people want. I mean, we'd, we need people with backbones that aren't afraid to call out somebody being, you know, taken out of context. Yeah. Instead, it, we're apologizing. You, you, it always happens. Yeah. And you find yourself having to defend yourself. I, I shouldn't have to defend myself to a stranger. And no. you know what? I should also be allowed to say, I don't know. Right. There's nine million ways you can mm-hmm. say, I don't know. You can put an emphasis on every word. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you can say it any way you want to say it, Natalie. I don't know. And there's nobody knows everything. That's that's the whole point. That's why you appoint good people around you, good staff and all those kind of things. But you're right. People are constantly saying, if it's not the name calling thing. Oh, God. Like if a stranger calls me a racist, I, you don't know me. So it doesn't right. matter. But I go back to the old uh, Andrew Breitbart and even Ben Shapiro has had updated some things Breitbart did in a little booklet he wrote about debating. And his, yeah. their thing was, don't go on the defense. No. Always attack. Always attack. Take the fight to them. And that's one of the things as conservatives we've lost. Absolutely. Well, and also to your point about not knowing things, I mean, since when were politicians the smartest people in the room? Right. I mean, that's the problem is that we're everyday people. You're you're supposed to be listening. You want to be 
yeah. understanding your constituents and they should be solving the problems because they know what's best for them. And politicians have become this, oh, I know everything. I can't, I have to have an answer to everything. And I think that's so wrong. That's what I think when I see AOC. Yeah. I think she knows everything. She seems really, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> she is well versed. She's well versed. Yeah, she knows her lines I very well. I start thinking, you know what, William F. <laughs> Buckley Jr., AOC, yes. I just really feel the meeting Natalie, of the minds. Go back to playing on your phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm hiring Catalina. I'm, I'm bringing her to Texas. I, forget her political aspirations. Great. I'm looking for a job. I'm, I'm yes. bringing her down here. She's going to be like, no, Chad. She's going to keep me grounded is what she's going to do. Oh, because man. just listening to her talk, it's like we want to apologize just for being real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't believe in that at all. Yeah, I mean, I keep going back to George Washington. I mean, George Washington, do you know what George Washington's career was, Steve? Put you on the spot. Career? You, you, you know what George Washington did as a career before he <laughs> before was the he general the in the up. Continental Army, <laughs> before he was a general under, or a colonel, I should say, under King George at the age of 22? Do you know what his career was? <laughs> He was a surveyor. I was going to say a blacksmith. But, he was a surveyor. You know. Well, you wouldn't have been too... I mean, you could have been, been a good guess. Like Jesus? There weren't that many jobs to be had in, in yeah. frontier so America. Either a blacksmith or a miller. Yeah. And then when he when he finished being president, he went back to Mount Vernon and made whiskey. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. And he was, a, he was a reluctant leader in that, yeah, he was a natural born leader and mm-hmm. he was a good leader. Mm-hmm. But when he was done, he was done. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's something that's been lost in politics in America today these people become career politicians on both sides and that is a huge issue like why are people republican and democrat in office for 30 40 years Mm -hmm. i mean the times change you need a modern you need to solve (laughs) modern day challenges and it's just i mean it's ridiculous people have made a career out of being in politics instead of understanding the the business owner instead of understanding everyday uh american people and i think Again, both sides do it, and that's why we need a complete revamp. That's why President Trump won, obviously. People wanted somebody Mm -hmm. who understood um, everyday American people. And I think you lose that when your focus is so much on politics, like a Joe Biden. I mean, the things that they say on, oh, we we need a newcomer in our party. It's like Joe Biden has been a politician for how long? Yeah. What do you think about Joe's deal where he says, okay, I've narrowed it down to four black ladies. I mean, basically, that's what he's come out with now. I've, I've, I'm picking a black woman. Well, he said there are four black ladies out of the people. Is that, that what he, he said? said? Yeah. But he said he was picking a, a, a female woman, a person of color. All right. Yeah, he's kind of even back. Which I don't from. understand how he can identify a female in this day and age. You got to sniff yeah, them real what? good. And you got to really smell them, them up. Catalina, what are your thoughts on an on a deal like that? I mean, it's like let's let's get away from racism and sexism, but mm-hmm. that's all that they care about. Yeah, that's what you're going to float. You know, I would be so offended if somebody chose me or anybody just because of my gender or right. my ethnicity, unless it was your husband. Right, exactly. Then right. he better. But have even then, some I don't want to get married and- on that basis. No. I don't want somebody picking me just for physical well, qualities. No. And why? Right? right? Why is that? Steve's the f- all about. Go that. back to playing on Why your phone. is that the focus, though? I mean, I you need to pick the right person for the job. Thank you. And 
whether you're in a corporate board or a any down to any entry level position, it should be the right person with the right skill set and that matches with the whatever the goal is of yeah. whatever position you're doing, right? Yeah. Also, if I if I had to have surgery and they and I said, nope, I definitely need want a woman. I don't care if it's a woman or a man. I want the right person to cut me and open me up. I mean, depending up. on right. what you're right going person. in for, exactly. you might have a preference. I mean, when I'm getting the prostate checked, I totally want a lady. Really? I just want the right person. <laughs> I want smaller hands is what okay. I want. I don't want to feel like I'm getting felt up by Willie Mays wearing his glove. Well, you might like it. <laughs> you might like it Easy bit. there, Jose Canseco. <laughs> Golly. He doesn't like it. He's a little jumpy. Oh, he doesn't? I'm a little okay. jumpy. <laughs> You but no, I mean, that's the, <laughs> the whole identity politics thing is it just wears Agreed. me out. It does. It does. And so, yeah, anyway, I, it's, it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Did you did you find that you ever had to deal with nerves? I mean, when it came to things you might not know or just being in the situation or the platform you were on? Absolutely. I think especially given my age and all the, the 17 <laughs> on a good day um <laughs> given all the pressure i think with the media and um being a younger person in politics especially on the republican side yeah. a lot of that is you know you want it you know you always want to put your best foot forward because there is a lot of stigma that you have to kind of um navigate and those definitely cause a lot of nerves and you know at the end of the day though it's not about age or you know ethnicity or gender you know if if you have a platform and if you connect with people you know that's what matters and I think that really kind of qualmed a lot of my nerves throughout the the whole process but just realizing that you know why I was there why I was doing it and why I was so passionate about giving back and helping you know change the party in a way that I think it really needs to happen uh, helped a lot of that but of course I mean anytime yeah what's um, next though what, what are we running for next Have I, we decided no I'm not sure you know it I want to be in the game I think um, you know I'm not done yet I'm a fighter and I think that we need younger people we need new people yeah in the party I don't want to do it but I'm gonna do it you have to Nothing. I've, I've, I have felt more energized by the idea of being able to go in and use your voice and platform yeah. to make a difference. At least get people thinking. Of course. I've been more energized through this whole thing. I said I would never run for office, and here we are doing this thing. Did you feel that way? Yeah. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing, right? I never thought I was going to run for yeah. office, ever. Um, but you have, once you have the fire in the belly, it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And people see that passion. People see how genuine. Catalina Loff, pay attention. We'll be right back. It's okay, Alan West. It's okay, Alan West. Don't respond to my text messages. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did congratulate him. I congratulated him publicly as well on winning the Texas GOP chairmanship. Uh, great win for him. Yeah, he absolutely destroyed Dickey uh, in that deal to unseat him. So I'm happy to see that. Uh, I have been in touch with, uh, with, with the colonel's people. <laughs> and, uh, or the GOP. So, 
thankful for that. Interesting move. You know, I, I never understand quite what these politicians are doing, right? Uh, you know, I keep giving it a hard time. But yeah, you're hot mic over there. Mine's on mute. Just stop talking in general before you say things and we have to kill you. Um, I, you know, I'm always looking at these guys like Alan and I'm like, okay, buddy, what's next for you? You're running for governor. Are you going to run for president? What you going to do? If he runs for governor, I mean, I think he wins big, 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 big. Mm. And I say that as his opponent. You can take him out. Uh, and not look, like man, do- that's that's my focus. That's my that's the way I look at politics. Is the best man needs to do the job, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's no better man, in my opinion, than than a Colonel Allen West. And I would say that if I was standing on a televised debate stage with him, <laughs> I would say that. Now, do I bring other things to the table? Sure, I do. Of course, I do. But at the end of the day, if if Allen West were the governor of Texas, I couldn't be any happier. Right, I agree. Yeah. Unless he gets bought out, like uh, our current governor has. Hope not for whatever reason. I don't think Allen's viable, and that's why mm-hmm. I haven't chose who I'm going to vote for yet. <laughs> well, I haven't chose to pay you either. Uh, your paycheck here recently. No, I'm just kidding. We won't. We don't use bribery or extortion. <laughs> wink, wink, Allen. When you get when you get to where you're going, remember me. Uh, no, I love Allen, and. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that that I, that I would uh, debate with Alan on on various things, but you know that's we would just be a friendly conversation. But, but you know, iron sharpens it, iron, right? Yeah, the day would just be a friendly conversation. That's absolutely right. Alan's been on this show numerous times. He'll be back on this show soon because we're going to talk about his win, and I'm going to put him on the spot. Mm-hmm. I'll show you guys how I handle Lieutenant Colonel Alan B. West. <laughs> I think you should uh, get up one morning and run four miles with him I think and you're have out of your the damn debate. Mind. See if you can debate him then. I, I've done Mm-mm. that a couple of times, and you shouldn't debate him while you're running. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. What were you going to say? No, I. That's is that so sweet that you would say that about Alan? I think you know it's so it is so lost. The ego in politics yeah. is so apparent, but I think we're in a shifting dynamic now mm-hmm. that you. I mean, if whoever is the right person should be the the winner, that's right? right. People should step aside and allow the the right person, and and I think it's just so nice. It's so refreshing to hear that. Well, honestly. what I'm doing is is done out of reluctance, right? right. I just feel like somebody's got to step up and shake the box a little bit. Of course. And if and if a guy like me, with all the skeletons in my closet, <laughs> you know, I, I I keep saying we're gonna have a skeleton parade bigger than Mardi Gras. <laughs> I mean, let's float those bones right on down the the center of the street. It's out there. I, I've lived my life. I've done a lot of living in my life. There's. I had somebody the other day who posted a picture from years ago when I was bartending at a charity event uh, for the Chive, actually, and I was wearing. Uh, I had somebody had like. Um, like a corset, but it was like a Wonder Woman or a Captain America type female corset. And I just had it over my T-shirt like that. And I was standing there behind the bar. And somebody was like, our next governor, ladies and gentlemen. Former I said, well, crossing. you know what? At least we won't be shutting down any bars. And yeah. we'll, get the, uh, we'll get the transgender patriots on board, too. <laughs> so, you know, because I'm sitting right there in the bar. There's plenty. I'm like, if you think that picture's bad, I got a ton of them I'll share with you. Oh, Video. <laughs> It's fantastic. Way more current. Way more up to date. Former crossdresser Chad Prather. <laughs> I mean, I've Chad. got a video on the blaze where I'm dressed up like a woman. My character Beverly Wall. She's yeah. out there. She's not a woman. She's a man. <laughs> but she feels like a woman. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> See? That's that's the way it ought to be right there. 
But you know said, what's funny is, and maybe you got this too, and I know you did because it's just natural. The people who come along and say, yeah, but you're not qualified, right? <laughs> oh I mean, how do you get qualified to do a job that nobody respects anyway? Right. Well, that's the problem. Nobody does respect it. Uh, yeah. The only qualification you know, for Congress to me is the Constitution. Right. And that's hey. the age requirement. Age right? requirement, maybe uh, you're an American citizen. Yeah, right. Well, and I mean, read you know the, the Constitution. Let's maybe? start there. Most <laughs> folks kidding. don't do that. No. Mm-hmm. Right? Most folks have never read the Constitution. And then most folks, most everybody's never read the Federalist Papers. That's for certain. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people have gotten bogged down in, the, I mean, you don't even read your Bibles, much less the Declaration of Independence, right? Right. So it's, it's, it's funny how people are. But when you think about it, like think about COVID and the pandem- pandemic that was, you know, that is happening. But, you know, when I was still running when it had just started out and a big part of my push with the campaign was, you know, I'm talking to doctors about this. I'm not up yeah. here as an expert or a doctor. You should defer those conversations to the people that know what they're talking about. And so in terms of qualification, well, the people are the ones that right. should be legislating and they should be the ones whose opinions you are taking in. And that's the biggest issue is that, you know, people joke around that, you know, Donald Trump was not qualified or people who are have been in business aren't qualified. It's like, no, you're a servant leader. You, yeah. you, po- being a, a politician is about being there for the people and this qualification standpoint. I mean, it's it's just, it's so. Well, Roger Stone made a great point on the show the other day. He said, you know, who are you going to vote for? The guy that's already built the economy once in a big way. And if it hadn't been for all these outside sources to attack it, we'd still be doing great. He can build it again. Or a guy who doesn't even know what day of the week it is, (laughs) or if his sister is his wife or, or whatever's going on in his head. Um, I mean, I, I was getting out of the I was getting out of the truck this morning and I was listening to town hall news and they were talking about uh, Joe Biden anticipates giving another speech today from Delaware and I'm like every speech he gives us from Delaware <laughs> his basement <laughs> probably his yeah. basement it's where he lives what do you think about this this going on with uh, Joe Biden and and all of this stuff you think they'll you think they'll fight them having when I say they like the media is going to really have a push and the DNC is really going to have a push to not have any debates. Absolutely. I mean, their biggest advantage right now is the fact that he's not speaking. Yeah. Right. And I think it all definitely comes down to who the VP is. I think that'll eventually be who's actually you know, on there. I think it'll be Kamala. Me too. Me which too. I hope because I, for some reason she's just not a a likable person she's not so did you see the pictures over the weekend where they she looks like it was a botched up botox job or facelift or was that like a deep fake thing candace what do you think on that deal you saw the pictures right did they just jack with her i think it might have been a like photoshopped image but it looked like it might have been i don't know anyway these people ah stay away from the surgeon's knife now (laughs) I would love to have some Botox, not botched, but I'm. <laughs> oh, you do not. I need to make a visit. Prevent, preventative. No. I think it's going to be Kamala. I think that no. every one of those things. I want your opinion on this too. I, I, I think every one of those candidates were so radical. The DNC knew that Joe Biden was the only one that they could realistically. Jeez. Get into that spot and have a chance to win. Well, and 
but also control. I mean, he's just as bad. These are literal communists that yeah. are on the Democratic ticket for, uh, you know, presidential yeah. on a presidential ticket. That's a very scary concept. And Biden, I mean, they're just so out of touch. Well, that was one of the things where people keep saying, well, he'll get in there and, and they'll kill him off so that the VP. No, they don't have to kill him. All they got to do is say, Joe, it's time to resign. Mm hmm. And he'll do it because you said the control word. That's true. Mm -hmm. They can control Joe. Mm -hmm. You give him the presidency, him and Jill, they get their lifelong dream mm -hmm. and they, you can control him. At least he was president for six months and boom, out of the way. Because they know that one of those radicals cannot get elected. America just as, as, as progressed as America has become, they ain't ready for Bernie Sanders and they're not ready for some of these so, uh, Elizabeth Warrens, you know, they're just too radical. No, not at all. And I mean, even people like Tulsi Gabbard, who people think, well, she wasn't as radical and yeah. she, you know, supports all this, you know, military veterans, which, which is great, but they, this party is all radical. All radical. And, and when I said progressed a minute ago, I didn't mean yeah. that in a positive way. No, no, no. I mean, it's progressed in a very negative way. I'm using their phrase progressive. And Joe Biden, I mean, it is just... The amount of money, I mean, the amount of scandals that could come out, the amount of darkness that we have seen with not only him, but with the Obama administration, I am so optimistic that people see right through him. They do. I mean, the guy's talking about not even a whiff of scandal. Eight years, not even a whiff. And I'm like, you know all about whiffs. <laughs> He's taking a lot of whiffs. Dude, sniffing everybody. You ever been smelled by Joe Biden? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I'm, you know, lifelong, not, lifelong dream. Better hurry. Item. <laughs> Better hurry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, at least he doesn't have COVID. He can still smell things, you know. <laughs> but golly, I, it's just crazy. It's insane to watch Joe Biden, who is 77, going on 93. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really is, and it's sad to watch. We say it tongue in cheek, but. As from a human perspective, we were fishing, uh, Steve, down on the coast, and our buddy Mitch Bryant was down there, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and quote him because I said, you know, I always say, you know, Joe comes off as that nice guy. Uh, I'm not saying he's a nice guy. I'm saying he comes off as that nice guy. He's that grandfather everybody can relate to, right? Yeah. And Mitch was like, I don't think he's a nice guy at all. He started listing off some, some of the, you know, the stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying he's nice. There's some weird sh going on there I'm, but. I'm fascinated i've been hearing in the media about the polls showing biden leading the way and i'm thinking to myself polls who yeah. is ever going to take any of that seriously yeah. anymore there's mm -hmm. no i mean considering i've never the last spoken election, to a pollster have you do what have you spoken to any pollsters have they called you they haven't called me no no Catalina, you? you no no steve have nope. you mm -mm. um i don't answer any numbers i don't recognize anyone, so. <laughs> yeah but I mean, to say he's what fifteen points in front and all that stuff, and it's like, okay, no, 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 no. Anyway, we talk about it some more. We'll be right back. Hanging out with Catalina, Catalina Love. So, I love following you on on Instagram. It's always the adventures. Thank you. Like and, following you too. Oh well, you have to tell me that now. <laughs> you have to return the. 
you see that southern hospitality starting to rub off yeah. on her doesn't mean it but gotta say it <laughs> it's a little latin in me too no nah, it's fun i i tell you it's it's weird to be able to get on social media and keep up with people yeah even when you don't see them and like i didn't realize you had been down visiting in texas until oh, you sent me a sorry. message you're like hey i'm in texas I was like well girl come on come on over mm-hmm. yeah so that's good i i just like my people you know when you get around folks and you like them and you want them to stay close and, and she had a great time at the came over to texas gun texas experience, gun experience and, and oh. she posted this video that has had a lot of views and i know why was your bahonkis <laughs> <laughs> my body doubled which is my sister yeah um better behind than i have was she um, laying down and shooting machine guns? Shooting. yes the mk48 it was one of the most fun experiences yeah. i've ever had and that's it's a like, lot of weapon it is it and is. I, when i say that that ain't a firearm that's a mm-hmm. weapon no mm-hmm. that's like lauf sister date night was totally complete <laughs> with texas gun experience so and i've told all of my friends about it we we're like hey dad come down here you got to come to it's texas cool place, Just, oh it's amazing yeah we're gonna start i'm gonna make myself start going over there at least once every two weeks and doing a video me from too there because you're gonna be there too <laughs> We've you got some fun. To. We got some fun video that's coming that we're going to be doing there this next week with uh, Ariel Scarella. Ariel, of course, uh, is she was very liberal and very lesbian. Now she's still very lesbian and not so liberal. Uh, <laughs> and I love her. She is a. She hasn't met me yet. So, oh gosh, <laughs> she is such a character. <laughs> but she's coming down from uh, New York. We're going to do some videos over there. She never shot a gun. She hasn't. But Brandon Straka. Um, yeah, we're going to do that with um, Elijah Schaefer's going to participate. Maybe. Good. We'll see if I let him. I think that's but, the greatest part about campaigning yeah, and being Steve. involved in this world is just meeting so many amazing people. I mean, so many amazing they people. They really are. And from all walks of life. Of course. You know, I think I think Ariel, and I could be misspeaking on this, but I think it was because of Brandon Straka's walk away movement that uh that she kind of got pulled out and started seeing some things and then it was guys like rogan o'hanley you know dc drano and yeah and grant with a uh, um, typical liberal those guys kind of took her under wing and I, it, that's just the great thing about it i mean nobody's trying to proselytize anybody right. it's just we'll accept you where you are who you are you're gonna have those weird extremes that aren't that way <laughs> but that's not the general and on both sides. It's on both sides. Yeah. It's on both sides. We kind of fail to look at our own side sometimes and go, we do. no, this is just extreme. Well, and not. we were talking about this off air. So this past weekend, and I want to remind everybody, come see me in Oklahoma City this weekend. We were in Tempe, Arizona. Jill Kimmel, if that name rings a bell, Kimmel, uh, it should because it's Jimmy Kimmel's sister, right? But we didn't even think about that. Jill was her own person, right? She was her, she's so talented. That's such a yeah. funny comedian. and But she's... Got her brother's politics, you know. She's got her own politics, and those are left-leaning politics. She came in and she said, when they asked me to do this, I was like, I don't know if I should. Like, mm-hmm. is his crowd going to like me? And then they said, uh, she said that a comedian friend of her called her and said, and I love this. I laughed. I told it on stage every night that um, you're definitely going to get coronavirus in that crowd because they're all mouth breathers. <laughs> I was like, that's so perfect. So... But at the end of the weekend, she said, you guys were the best. I mean, like we she said, normally I go home or I I don't hang around. I go hide out. She said, y'all were the best. I loved hanging out with y'all all all weekend long. I want to work together with you again. Your audience was awesome. They were gracious. They laughed and they were, man. They were a great audience all weekend. She's a very intelligent 
you know, and funny comedian. And so, but she was a great person. But that's why I say, don't be, you know, we laugh about you go to church and then, you know, you you do church for an hour, hour and a half, and then you go cuss the waitress out at the chicken place on Sunday afternoon. Most of us don't do that. Most mm-hmm. people don't do that, but it just takes the one jackass that gives everybody the bad reputation. It really is. And, and I say that from a conservative standpoint, take the battle to them. You know, we talked about that, in, you know, in the debates, take the battle to them. But at the same time, there's a way to do it, because if you get into the again, I go to the FUs up yours, go to hells and kiss my eyes. If you get into that, you've lost. You're not debating anymore. No. And also, I think it's so important now we're the media and social media and all this noise forces us all to believe that we're so divided yeah but there's stories like your experience with jill and real people real people human connection and we need to go back i think both sides do a really poor job of of highlighting the good and the 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 human element of of politics and i think you know it's it's super important that we start shedding light more on the positivity that you can be united and it's not just about party politics humans are way too complex to only have you know that to be the forefront of of relationships and so it's so nice that you have you know stories and and talk about them and be open yeah i don't agree with the politics but we're still human we had a friendly conversation there's not enough of that in politics today on both sides there's not i i uh put on you know because i keep saying let's keep texas great keep texas great you know i've hashtagged it and we've named a pack after it and all that stuff and and i'm and people i'll post that on there and people say you mean keep it red well actually i do the reason i believe (laughs) in conservative values is because i believe those will be the best to help prosper this state and you as the individual Correct. citizen. Absolutely. Now that doesn't mean I don't love you if you think blue or vote blue, mm-hmm. or if you are liberal or even liberal progressive. Uh, I've said for years now on this show I miss the old liberalism. Yeah, you know, blue dog Democrats. Yeah, the blue dog Democrats. I mean, the folks that just voted their conscience, and it wasn't about identity politics mm-hmm. and what needs to be canceled. I mean, I'm so sick of that stuff. I'm willing to have that conversation with anybody, but I do believe in conservative values for a reason. Absolutely. I don't believe we make ourselves purple. I believe, I believe, you remember the whole idea of reaching across the aisle? Yeah. It meant, and George W. Bush did a great job of that when he was governor of Texas, mm. is is being able to talk to Democrats and being able to, you know, and I know you people are going to say, that's because he was one of them. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. But uh, he, was a, he, was, he was diplomatic. I mean, he's just George, you know. He's just George. You could well, say, it, you can almost Reagan? say that about Trump. Trump's not extremely conservative. Mm-hmm. He's a centrist. He's an American loving centrist. I mean, I, I mean, he's done more damage to the Second Amendment than any president ever. But you know, it, it is what it is. I, again, I can point out all these different things that people don't want to think about with Trump. But anyway, you know. He's more of a centrist. But the, the reason he looks so far right is because people are jumping off the freaking deep end on the left. They're going so far over there. Well, and that's what's the scariest part is that this left, especially the Congress currently, they're just not even listening to anybody. I mean, you yeah. don't you can't even have a conversation 
anything that the president does, anything that comes out of the administration is completely um, attacked. And, you know, we need to go back to being able to have those conversations. There's so much that needs to be passed on a bipartisan level. Um, You can't please everybody, but you can at least have conversations about it. And that's just so lost. We just got to figure out where you're going to (laughs) run. Listen, here's the question. Here's the question. This has been the conversation that's come up. There's been some powers that be. There's been a little pressure there. Here's what I want to know with some time off. And when I say that, it's it's a little ways off. Question is, let's say Alan West runs for governor. Let's say that something happens. There's a lot of pressure out there for me to run for Congress. With the House being what it is, should I do that? If it came down to that. Should I do that, in your opinion? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Now, this is a guy that didn't want to get into politics, Catalina. I think you'd be a fabulous representative. All right. She has to tell me that. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Only, are you allowed, if you keep your show, then I think yeah, you yeah, definitely, right? definitely you could do it. Yeah. Life would be a lot easier. Yeah. Well, I say that. It's hard when you're in the minority. Mm-hmm. If you're in Congress and you're in the minority party, it's a... It's a, it's a fight. You know... Rough life. It's it's tough, but look at what's happening. It is the loudest voices in the room yeah. that actually make a difference, right? You can be in, a, in the minority, but if you are actually setting the stage and having a voice on topics that need to be addressed, I think that there's a lot of power in that too. Yeah. And I mean, you think you look at people like AOC that is, you know, her loud voice is dictating public policy from the democratic platform perspective where why don't we have louder voices on the republican side talking about you know tax cuts and and veteran uh initiatives you know things that we think that matter aren't spoken enough and fought for on a public stage even if we are in the minority it's so much there's power in that yeah you're exactly right i think about that a lot we'll be right back I love her, Steve. She's so sweet. She is. Smart girl. Y'all scared her off. She did. She She had had to to go. She had a plane to catch. Well, she didn't have to catch it. It's sitting there. (laughs) Smart. uh, I'm envious of young people that are so smart. Smart girl. You're pretty smart. Yeah. Pretty smart. Pretty. Pretty smart. Street smart. Yeah. I like that about you, Stephen. I like that you like that about me. Yeah. (laughs) I like that I got you fooled. Yeah. She's a smart girl. You know who else is smart? Candice. Very oh, smart. Oh, and Natalie, too. Natalie, too. Side of Natalie it. texted me the other day. She said, I don't like it when you tell me I'm dumb. I've never told you you're dumb. I didn't say that you said that. I don't really think you think I'm dumb. Not a single bit. Not, Good. I'm glad. Not not one single bit. I don't. I'm very emotionally intelligent. You are, you're, you're, yeah. Your I mean, EQ is a- very solid. Your IQ is very solid Thanks. as well. Uh, Math is not good. Let me tell you something. I work with the people that it, they are exactly who I want to be working with. People that I'm not working with, you know who you are. There's a reason I don't call you back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, that, I mean, that, that I work. People just think that I'm just going. You see it all the time. Yeah. I get messages every day. Hey, why don't you hire me to. I get that as I well. I don't operate that way. I, everything I do is by relationship. It's relationship. And, and if I meet somebody new, it's because of a relationship. And that's the way it goes. 
So I'm I'm thankful for everybody, man. That's why that's why this whole thing we talk about running for office and stuff like that. Um, I don't. I that's I'm just not wired to just start flushing relationships down the drain. Maybe not mean enough for politics. We'll see. But you know what? I'm gonna get in your head. You let me stick around long enough. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in your head, and make you think about some things. You won't ever look at it the same way ever again. That's for sure. Go to watchchad.com. I want you to come out and hang with me and Party Foul Steve and a few other players to be named later in Oklahoma City at the Bricktown Comedy Club. Follow this fool right here, Party Foul Steve, on Instagram. We're trying to grow that sucker. I'm getting better at it. Meh. Okay, maybe Meh. not. I'm we just love just... y'all. God bless your ratings and reviews. Remember, folks, they matter. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.